Limerick Today with Joe Nash on Live 95. With HSC Midwest. For updated factual information, see hsc.ie. By staying apart, we can save lives. Now it is time for our virtual Friday morning coffee break and uh, delighted to be joined uh, on the line by John Lyons of the Hungry Lions, Alan Kelly, who's sales manager of Bathrooms for You, and Jennifer Moran-Stritch, who is a lecturer at Limerick Institute of Technology. Uh, You're all very welcome uh, to the show and thank you very much for joining us. Um, Alan, I have to ask you, because you're involved in uh, the sponsorship of our Limerick Frontline Heroes uh, initiative and people can go and nominate their Frontline Heroes at live95.ie and we thank you for that. But we are very interested in the prize that uh, somebody who is nominated and eventually chosen could win which is a Bluetooth mirror. What exactly is that? <laughs> um, yeah, basically it's um, a mirror that you can you can connect up to your Bluetooth and your phone and play away music if you're happy content. Um, you can just play all the songs on your on your phone or your iPad or whatever. So um, they're very popular at the moment with with people in bathrooms, you know, if they're chilling out or relaxing in the bath, they have the, the Bluetooth mirror on and it's playing tunes in the background. So, yeah, it's um, they're becoming a very popular addition to the bathroom. Will I look better in a Bluetooth mirror? Oh, yeah, I guarantee you, yeah, 100%. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, and how is business for you guys at Bathrooms for You? Uh, thankfully, we're, we're, we're doing very well, yeah. Yeah, we're... Um, one of the, the largest bathroom enforcement company in Ireland. So we, we, we're lucky. We have um, a lot of work in the books for when we get back up and running full-time in the next couple of weeks. We have kind of a loyal customer base there. And um, we do about 10 to 12 bathrooms a week. So we have maybe 50 or 60 bathrooms to do when we get back. And all our customers have stayed with us. And we're looking forward to getting back up and running um, in the next couple of weeks when, when phase two starts, hopefully. And... Um, getting back to, to normal and back to what we do best. Mm. Des has got back uh, to me. He uh, has WhatsApped us 0861239595 uh, full of contempt for my view there on uh, golf clubs and membership and policing the 5K. Uh, it's simple, <laughs> Joe. You have to book a tea time. Uh, so when you do, you give your membership number. If you're living outside the permitted area, you don't get a tea time. That's what should happen. That's how it could be policed. Uh, no issues um, whatsoever, uh, says um, Des. Um, John Lyons of the Hungry Lions, um, you're in a fairly competitive space. There's no question about that. Uh, John, how are you getting on? I'm not so bad, Joe. Yeah, very competitive at the moment. Um, I suppose every restaurant or now has become a, a, t- a takeaway business. Um, but yeah, look at it. It's, it's, it's very strange times and it's, um, it's uh, very difficult to see where the end of all this will be. But look at, we're we, we didn't close down. We felt that this was important to stay open. Um, certain amount of it was social responsibilities. A certain amount of it was survival or staff or suppliers. Um, obviously, we had a bit of a capital spend at the beginning to ensure that we were able to stay in line with uh, all the government advice. So we did all that, and um, yeah, we're 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 as I said, we're tipping away, you know. Um, and when you see, for example, in Dublin this week, you know, the, these mad queues outside the McDonald's branches that reopen, what do you make of them? I've no idea who you're talking about there, Joe, sorry. <laughs> I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> uh, but I'll, I'll Google it. No, Joe, listen, listen, people People have been, uh, people have been um, 
you know, they've been uh, in on lockdown for a long time, and any time you go, you know, something opens new, um, then you're going to have a a, a big um, a big reaction. I mean, look at our own chicken hut, which is Limerick famous, was opened yesterday, and there was queues outside that as well. So that's going to happen, you know. We 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 had the, the first day of the first few days of lockdown, we had massive queues outside our drive throughs um, our drive through on the Ennis Road, and um, so yeah, look at it, it's it's it's. Um, People are so glad to get out, I suppose, Joe, that's this. They're so delighted. Uh, Alan, is that you moving a bathroom around there in the background? Um, just, no, uh, no, I don't think He's looking in the mirror. He's looking in the <laughs> mirror. Jennifer, is that you moving a bathroom around in the background? <laughs> I have been stone still, so I don't know who that is. I think it could be you, Joe. <laughs> oh! <laughs> John, are you moving a bathroom around? <laughs> no, I'm definitely not, Joe, no, no. <laughs> Sorry, carry on. Yeah, so look, at it's look. there's a massive change in the business show. There's no doubt about that. That's for everybody. Um, we're actually not in a bad position, really, because we were mostly takeaway drive-through, a lot of takeaway drive-through anyway, you know. Uh, we do miss the seating because, but obviously, you know, we'd have a lot of people who will come in and sit down and enjoy the food and that. Um, but look, at, at the end of the day, we're, we, you know, we're, we're surviving. Um, I feel a lot of sympathy for other businesses similar to our own, the pub business in particular, and the restaurants, the, the sit-down restaurants. Uh, I feel a lot of sympathy towards them. I think, you know, they deserve every break they can get, and hopefully over the next, you know, few months this will this will uh, improve, you know. Yeah, and, and you've been going out of your way to support frontline workers as well, John. Yeah, and look at Joe, not looking for any kudos on this. A lot of people, I think everybody that's out in the out and about, Joe, is a frontline worker, but in particular the hospitals, and I mentioned social responsibility there, I mean, we're across the region, as you know, and we do get a lot of customers. That's why we're there. That's business. But, you know, I felt that if we could stay open, keep our staff safe, keep people safe, uh, do the right thing, um, we're giving uh, we're giving a 20% discount to the to the frontline staff, free free, free beverages, the Gardaí, um, you know, the, the, all the frontline hospital, ambulance drivers, the whole lot. But then again, um, you know, it's... It, that's that, that's to show our appreciation for their loyalty as well over the years, and that's why we did that. We also paid our paid our staff actually twenty percent extra for the, the initial COVID period, which is whatever eight or ten weeks or two months, three months. And again, that's not a kudos thing. That's a thing about you know appreciating the, the, what the, what people have done in the past and hopefully what people will do in the future. You know, so it's that's. That's what we're doing, you know. And Jennifer, you know, we're at the end of the first working week of the very first stages of easing lockdown. How do you feel it's going? Yeah, I suppose uh, the only um, contact that I've had with it is is one or two kind of necessary trips towards Limerick because, like, I teach out at LIT and we've been working all along even since the, the shutdown on the 12th of March. So, um, you know, we're, we're working and teaching from, from home um, via, you know, online and Zoom and Microsoft Teams and phone calls and, and emails and kind of staying in touch with students in particular. I tend to teach final year students um, at LIT in the social care program. So there's a, you know, there's a high demand. They're all trying to put in their final year projects and everything. So I, I, ha- I did notice, that that traffic is up and there's more footfall and there's more people walking along the street and there's a, a whole lot more traffic on the road, which in some ways is a really hopeful and encouraging sign because I, I there was it, it made me sad to see the photos of empty streets in Limerick and many other cities across the world that are usually so kind of you know full of life and energy and business and commerce and and the arts. 
and socializing and everything else. So, so it's good to see us kind of creeping back into that, into that space. It's a really hard line for people to walk, I think, between being brave and getting back into it versus like, how do you know when you step over the line and you've become reckless and have put yourself sort of at risk or put other people at risk? Yeah. Uh, the other thing, Jennifer, is at Cambridge University is saying that they're going to be online, I think, for all of the next academic year. Yes. Well, I, 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 I think it's something that every third level and certainly second level in primary school uh, is considering how are they going to manage this next year. Now, Cambridge has sort of led the way and came out and been very, very clear about it and made a stand. I'm not sure everyone is in that space yet because I also think there's such conflicting information about about how coronavirus will play out in each population and will we be able to keep it at bay or will we have another surge or will we be able to, to, to keep the curve flat or, or even extinguish it. You know, I know for myself, we're, we're sort of making preparations. I, I suppose, how would you put it? You might say, Preparing for the worst, uh, which would be, you know, a, a far more online um, contact with, with people, which I don't think is necessarily ideal for everybody, but hoping for the best, hoping that we can have some kind of combination of, of um, face-to-face learning and traditional learning that we've had in, in small, safe, physically distanced groups, but then bring in some more blended learning as well. Except you, you can't do that overnight either. You need appropriate resources and you need time. And it's not just sort of like flipping a switch and getting everything to go online yeah. and, you know, ensuring that people can learn effectively. So yeah. it's, well, it's, it's tricky. Alan, what have you seen this week then as the slow lifting of restrictions took hold? Um, yeah, I suppose we're just kind of, from our point of view, just preparing to to get back to, to work slowly and um, making plans for, for the next couple of months, provided all the, the various phases go well, so really. And at what point will you enter the equation yourselves? Um, we were monitoring it kind of on a weekly basis. Obviously, we've had to kind of put in place different travel arrangements for our guys, because even though we're kind of a carry-based company, we, we carry out bathroom refurbishments nationwide, so we, we have to kind of put in proper... Um, different travel arrangements and we have to make sure that obviously carrying out work so whenever we're allowed to get back into when the government you know decide we can get back into working indoors and in a, in a safe environment and, and maintain the social distancing then we'll be what we're doing at the moment is just getting ready to take the ground running when we get that go ahead mm. so we're looking, looking forward to it and would you appreciate a bit more certainty or do you just accept this is the way it is Oh, obviously, yeah, you, you would prefer more certainty. But then again, the phases are, are, are clearly defined. So obviously, assuming phase one goes well, we'll, we'll know where everyone stands as regards phase two on, on the 8th of June. So um, but I suppose we just have to... Everyone's in a situation where they have to see how, how the various phases go and, and do what's right and, you know, kind of be conscious of what's going on around us. And, and, and hopefully the country can... Everybody, you know... Two other lads on the phone there, everybody can get back to normal. That's what we're all aiming for.
Yeah. I mean, John Lyons, I, I was accused of scaremongering uh, by a number of listeners on the air this week uh, for suggesting the traffic had certainly increased uh, this week around town. But I have to say, that's the evidence of my own eyes uh, based on you know coming in and out here over the lockdown period. So what do you think? Yeah, 100%, Joe. You're definitely right. Yeah, There's a lot more traffic on the roads. And from our business point of view, we have a lot more people coming in takeaway. Uh, you know, coming in themselves, they'll, 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 we have it well controlled, obviously, and screens and all that up. But there are a lot more coming into the shops now. Um, just one of the things, Joe, if if um, if you don't mind me saying, of course, the weather, Joe, has been a big help too. You know, it has been a big plus for people getting out and about, even if they were only able to go into their backyard. We've been very lucky on the weather-wise. But just one of the things, Joe, that you mentioned there, and I think is very important for people to understand, there's an awful lot of online buying going on at the moment. Now, our, our obviously business is different in the fact that you you know you you're buying something for a half an hour delivery or whatever it is. But I think it's a very very important and something you brought up yourself, Joe, there. Very, very important, I feel, from an economic point of view and from a Limerick point of view, um, that we support Limerick companies. If you can buy it off a Limerick company online, I would you know, urge people to do that. Because remember, somebody works for that company that is a family member or a cousin or you know, a friend. So I think it's it's very important that, that's, that that goes on, you know, that you try and buy buy locally, you know. Yeah. Uh, Jennifer, um, another row around the Leaving Cert, and I was talking to some Leaving Cert students earlier this morning on the show. What do you make of that? And, you know, it's really getting incredibly difficult now for those unfortunate students, isn't it? It is, and it is so... <laughs> You know, it's it's we're we're in a, it's another situation that's connected to COVID where there is no easy response to to anything, and there's no response or plan that is going to satisfy everyone, because COVID has caused us to remove this paradigm, this this leaving cert that has stood for generations, so much so that like adults that that I've come in contact with here still have regular nightmares about sitting the leaving cert. It's oh yeah, that I do, I do. Everybody does. <laughs> It's that strong uh, a, a, a part of the Irish psyche, and within two months, it's dismantled. You know, that, that's, that's a shock to, to people in general. And then for parents who, and, and, and the Leaving Cert students themselves, who are worried about, like, will I get the program that I really want, or will I be disadvantaged by uh, by, by um, scaling or by predictive grades when I, in theory, could have gone out and, you know, uh, played a blinder in June and gotten 600 points and gotten any course that I wanted. I suppose, you know, coming from my perspective as someone who's involved in third level, you know, my concerns would be about how are we going to be able to incorporate um, these students that are coming to us in September fully into campus life when the reality is, you know, much of that initial kind of getting to know you phase or induction phase or freshers week or whatever it is that you want to call it, when they're getting used to a new system, might have to happen online. So, like, how do we do that well to make them feel that they that they are part of us now? Yes. Yeah. Um, uh, it's, tri- it's tricky all the way around, and it's tricky on the Leaving Cert teachers and the secondary school teachers that are being asked to use this new predictive grading format. It really is. It really is. Okay. Well, listen, thank you very much and uh, continued good luck to you and your companies and organisations, uh, all of whom have been supportive to us here at Live 95. And um, we appreciate that uh, as well. Jennifer Moran Stritch from Limerick Institute of Technology, Alan Kelly, sales manager at Bathrooms for You, and John Lyons of the Hungry Lions Restaurant here in uh, Limerick. 
Limerick Today with Joe Nash on Live 95. With HSC Midwest. For updated factual information, see hsc.ie. By staying apart, we can save lives.